Y'all, Brad Stevens here for another edition of the Herald and Brad Witty City Filmmakers Podcast. HD, what's going on, brother? What's up, B? Ready to get it kicking, boy. It's been a minute. It's yeah, been, been a minute. minute. So we're been back. A- we back, <laughs> man. And we have a very special guest, a real special guest. I've been knowing this dude the better part of my life. We grew up in the same neighborhood on the same block. The very <laughs> talented Jay Wright is with us. What's going on, man? <laughs> Hey, what's going on, man? Good to see you, man. I, hey, I'm I'm doing good. How's everything going? Which I can't complain. Can't complain. So, so when you say uh, way back, how old were y'all? Like uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. No Not doubt. Like that. No question, man. So, like the first question we always ask people is a two-parter, and it's okay. What's your connection to Chicago, and what okay. kind of art do you create? Okay. Uh, well, I grew up. I grew up in the city. You know, grew up. Uh, I was born on. Actually, I was born on 68th and Evans, right there off Cottage Grove. Then in ninth, well, I'm gonna get my age, but back in the day, we moved 105th and Calumet, and uh, so grew up in the Rosen area, and uh, so that's 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 my connection to the city. Wow. And, you know, um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, because uh, I uh, spent a uh, uh, large part of my childhood right on 77th and Dobson, Grand Crossing area, yeah. which is right up there off Cottage Grove and things like that. And then I used to have a house uh, on uh, uh, 107th and Union over there. Yeah, I know exactly where you were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's my connection to uh, to uh, Chicago, man. South side all day. Right, 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 right. And what and what kind of art do you create? Um, well, um, I'm well, I'm a musician by that's my first my first thing in, in regards to the art is the uh, being a musician. And so the type of art I create is uh it's a uh, man inspirational love music, man, RB music, man, that good stuff we grew up on, like in the, the late 80s, 90s. You know that good music, man, heavy content. Strong instrumentation because I am a musician, and so yeah, man, just that good, that good, solid. That's the art. That's the type of art I create, man. Just that good, that stuff for your soul, man. Feels good. Any other instruments that you're playing to or have played? Yeah, yeah. On all my whole album, man, I'm piano and drums. I started out on the drums as a kid, like four years old. Um, started taking piano lessons at the Evangelical on Vincennes back in the day. And uh, but I got kicked out of there because I wouldn't stay in there. So I kept going in the drum room. So they kicked me out. It's like, you gotta go. So uh <laughs> You already but, knew uh, though. You knew. Yeah, that's how I started, yeah. Yeah. So so did you uh play high school? That's the thing, man. I, I really didn't play. I was always asked to get in like the marching band and stuff. I never did it. 
you know, I don't know, man. I just thought that wasn't cool or something. I don't know, man. Them <laughs> uniforms was corny to me. Hey, they really were because, you know, I was in a high school band over at Hirsch. Yeah, I used to uh, play trumpet. And uh, I wanted to play in grammar school when I saw the band when I was in fifth. I was like, I want to do that. And so finally I got into a, a band class in eighth grade, but the guy only came maybe twice that whole year. I'm like, so right, when right. I got to high school, uh, first thing I knew, I wanted to get in the band and play trumpet. And I did. And I, so I did that all four you, years. Still playing? You still playing? Uh, no, I, I did. I did. I did play. I have to say, I did play with the All City Concert Band and the All City Jazz Band my junior and senior year, and went up to Northern and played in the marching band up there my freshman year. So yeah, I did have a, a great time. But I just, I, I'm acting now. Uh, okay. okay. I, I didn't see myself making a mint playing the trumpet because I didn't like the <laughs> practice. I didn't right. like the practice. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Right here. So, so, so you have a new album, man. Vibes and Roseland. Uh, wh what was the inspiration uh, for the album? Wh wh where did it come from? Um, well, of course, the name. The name is from the area I grew up in. So the vibe, the vibes is just, man. You know, you know, growing up in the South Side, man. You know, it's like uh, you seen so much, but it, it was bad and good. But you know, I took a lot of the good. You know. Uh, people riding down the street with the radios on back in the day when people used to go to the park and have picnics. You know, they had the, you know, the, the music on. A lot of different music was playing. Um, kids playing baseball in the street, basketball <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. alley. You know, it's like, it's just a vibe. It was just, back then we didn't use the word vibe, but it was a vibe we had. You know, it was like sitting on the porch, you know, with the, the, the boombox radio. Right. You know, uh, you know, all of that stuff, man. It's like so that's that's the that's pretty much the nature of the album and is uh is it's it's a love based album, relationship based album. Um and so, you know, a dope, a, a, a stronger dope content, you know, with uh just a good feeling album, man. And so that's that's kinda like what the album is about. But yeah, the name came just from growing up in Rosa, man, just vibes connecting to the vibes just just you know, I grew up grew up with. And, okay. and the fit and the feel that I'm getting from you listening is like uh, a Will Smith's summertime and not particularly your music, but the words that you're saying now, the vibe, you know, summer magic and all of that stuff. It yeah. seems like that that's what you're you're interested in creating. Now, I have a yeah. question. Uh, where, uh, where, when did you develop your vocals? You know, I've always had pipe dreams of being a singer. But <laughs> back when I was nine years old, I had my friends come to the basement. I says, watch this. And I opened my mouth and started singing and thought I was jamming. And Aren't then when they finished... And then when they finished, when I finished, I looked at them, I was like, how was that? They just had, it was crickets. And I was like, that was when I realized I couldn't sing, which obviously could have been developed. But at that moment, I was like struck. <laughs> I was like, right, right. But where, where did you develop your uh, vocals, your vocal ability? Well, you know what, man? I um, I just started singing like five years ago, maybe four or five years ago. I started. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I just started, man. It was like, the music, in, so uh, real quick, I was uh, going back and forth from Chicago to L.A. Okay. Working, writing and producing. Um, I produced um, Dave Hollister, maybe five or six songs of Dave Hollister's Book of David album. Um, I was working with Keith Harris on the Black Eyed Peas. So I was just back and forth from Chicago to L.A., Chicago to L.A. And, um, and that was cool. But then after a while, it just got, it was like a drought in the music industry in regards to placing music on artists. Because a lot of the artists, the money changed. So they wasn't really hiring 
um, outside producers. They was basically working with artists in their camps. So if you was an artist and you had, you know, producers around you or guys that was trying to produce, it made sense for you to work with those producers because either you had rights to their publishing or they was already into the, they was in the camp. So it made no sense to go hire people and spend more money when you're not making that much money because the game changing with streaming. And right. so the game just changed. So I had to figure out a way to stay actively in the music. And uh, a friend of mine was like, yo, bro, you should do, you should sing. And I'm like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I always like will hum because I would have to write the music for the artist. So I was always humming. But I wasn't singing, you know what I mean? So I can be around a bunch of people, and that's cool. Dude, I just I just said forget it. I something some some crazy idea, right? I booked the elbow room on Lincoln Avenue on Lincoln Park. I remember that. Right. I remember that, yeah. I charged 20 bucks. Dude, I never performed in front of people ever in my life. <laughs> No one really knew this. Like, yo, this dude is, oh, he must be dope. He charging 20 bucks at the elbow room. Yeah. I booked the club and uh, man, you know, I stunk it up. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't really, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. stunk it up a little bit, but hey, you know, um, that was my start. Man, wow. you know, I, I love that story, man. I, I like that, that, uh, that courageousness to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to jump into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> Here we go. You know, yes, sir. I love, That's, that, yeah. I love that energy, man. Like, you know, um, with the advent of technology, you know, being able to shoot your own videos, so on and so forth. Uh, is, is it more challenging to break into the music industry uh, or easier? How, how do you feel? I think it's uh that's a good question, bro. Uh, I think it's it's kind of twofold. Like the the cool part about it is you don't have all the red tape. Like me, and you could record a song tonight and the world can get it tonight. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's that's cool. Now, here's the down. Here's the here's the downfall. It's five million people thinking the same thing. Yes. So it's like downtown traffic in the summertime, the taste of Chicago at four o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Like in the Chicago marathon. <laughs> yeah, and it's a marathon and it takes at the same time. You know, it's like that traffic is bananas, right? So that's the that's the challenge is finding your lane, not only finding your lane, getting in your lane and establishing yourself in your lane to the point where people can take notice even you being in your lane while I was trapped. So, right. you know, that's the challenge. But um, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just different. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, like what you mentioned about videos and things of that nature, that's a lot cheaper. But again, you know, you have to really be really, really secure about what you're doing and who you are because technology and the internet, you see 5,000 artists a day, 10,000 artists a day just on social media posting music, da 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 so it's like, and everybody got, you know, eight, uh, you know, attention, a short attention span. So you got to like, you got to grab them, you know what I mean? Real quick. Um, or you won't have a career, you know what I'm saying? So that's the difference, man. It's, uh, it's good on one hand, but it's bad on the other. So you just got to find admit the, the, your lane and find your groove and uh, be, be true to you. And there's an audience for everybody, I believe. You know, you just got to find it. That's the the 
magic question. But first, I want to back up and say that was your secret. I need to learn how to hum first. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's the magic uh, question to the magic answer. How do we attract the people to come to our lane in, in this vast uh, uh, ocean of uh, talented people? There's a lot of talent out there. I, I'm hearing songs over here and hearing uh, rappers over here, and I'm like, they are great. How, where, who are they? Where did they come from? I mean, the lyrics, the vocals, the voice, tight. How do we get people into our lane and to to experience our music and experience us and then go out and share and buy and help get us in the ear of the people who could uh, potentially finance bigger projects and opportunities? Mm -hmm. Well, I would, me personally, I, to that, that, and that's a great question. Me personally, I would encourage any artist like myself. What I do is you got to be okay with spending your own money. That's number one. Number two, you got to be okay with not having a team. People always talk about, you need a team, you need a team. But you, you say team, no one is going to work with, with you for free. You know, you, <laughs> might get like a, you might get like a cousin, but he's not going to be 100. He's not going to be 100%. He's going to be late. He's going to be lethargic. So you don't want that. Uh, you might get a homie from, you know, the neighborhood. But it's like, after a while, no money is involved. People are going to lose interest. So as an artist, you have to really do your work. Like you're going to have to do, you're going to have to be the photographer, the makeup person, videographer, the songwriter, but you're going to have to do wear all those hats and really push, push, push. Cause if there's something you're passionate about, you ain't gonna have no problem with doing it. You know what I mean? And so you got to really do that. And then you got to um, like, as your artist perform. Artists, you have to perform. Like, you have to perform. There's no way around it. Like, I have a show December 4th um, at uh, Blue 26, a show that I'm putting on, but I'm always performing. I'm always in front of people. You know what I mean? And so, don't wait on no promoter. Don't wait on nobody. to. No one is going to call you. Like, if you're a new artist, <laughs> no one's calling you, bro. Like, no one's right. going to call you. You're going to have to create your own smoke, your own fire, your own heat and uh, be true to who you are as an artist and as an audience for you. Man, I, I love that. I'm sorry, I, I love that, man, because like, it's like, to your point, nobody's going to love your baby as much as you do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like nobody's going to love as much as you do. And I like that idea, like Harold and I had a podcast, we've done like a number of short films, and it's like, we're still auditioning, so on and so forth. But it's like, you know what? We're doing our shit, <laughs> continually doing our stuff, and getting to the point where people, where you just making so much noise, that maybe people find it, oh, look at look at what look at what so and so is doing. Right. But you're not depending upon somebody to put you on, that you always in the exactly. mindset of putting yourself on. You know, I, I love exactly. that mentality. You gotta have that mentality. Gotcha. And, and that, that leads right to this question that I was about to ask. So is it uh putting out one song that is the best it could ever possibly be, or keep putting out songs that could could potentially be the best that there possibly be in quantity? Compared to quality, how, how would that work uh, with well, what you? I, I think it depends on the artist. Uh, I'm I've been blessed that I can write all. I write all. I got 24 songs on my album. 24. Yeah. All 24 I wrote. All 24 I produced. 
all 24, I mixed and mastered. So nice. in my case, I'm kind of like an old school artist. Like, you know, a lot of the older artists, they will write and produce their own stuff. You know, your Stevie Wonders, your Prince, you know, uh, you know, Nina Simone, like they would do their own thing. They would write and produce their own stuff. So, um, so in my case, it, my situation is a little different than most. Most people that can't, you know, they can't do their own thing and I'm not knocking it, but if you can't, then you got to do what your budget allow you to do. That's two songs, three songs, an EP or whatever the case may be. Then you do that. But in my case, I can produce my own thing. So I could put an album out every three months, full album. It don't matter. I put an album out every week if I wanted to. But um, I think quality is always important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's that's always important. Um, but again, um, if you're not able to uh, get get to those type of uh, resources where you can produce that type of because let me just say this, too, is like. Um, and I and I, I I discourage artists from doing this is that like buying beats online, um, that's that's another thing that that kills your quality. Is that and the reason why I say that is because a lot of times those that them instrumentations, they're not catered to your artistry. So you're you're trying to create inside of this box that's not created for you. You know what I mean? Versus yes. hiring a producer, spend some money, hire a producer, sit in a room and create music that's catered to your artistry. It'll carry over better. Yeah.